We're talking running, and you're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. With one day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more at runcharlotte.com. Now, here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Running is a great way to stay healthy and a great way to know if something just isn't right. That's exactly what happened to marathoner Tom Perry, who has run marathons in all 50 states more than once and some ultra marathons too. But in 2018, Tom sensed something wasn't quite right and a visit to his doctor confirmed it. He had prostate cancer and guess what else? The resulting surgeries and treatment didn't stop him from running marathons. In fact, he's completed more than 100 of them since his diagnosis. Tom is an Ironman in the truest sense of the word, and he joins us on Running Around Charlotte to share how he's kept going. Welcome, Tom. How are you you doing? Uh, Today's a good day, so I'm happy. So I'm feeling okay. Good day. Yep. Good for you. And uh, I, I, I read somewhere it was 70 and I'm reading here that it's been a hundred. How many marathons since your diagnosis exactly? Uh, it's been 70 plus marathons and just shy of 110 races. I think it's 109 races since the diagnosis. 23 <laughs> wow. of those were virtual. Six were virtual marathons. Oh man, too much. Something else. Good for you. Uh, and and I, you and like you travel a lot too, right? Where, where do you live in? I live in Maple Grove, Minnesota, so yeah. and I and I pretty much travel. I plan sixty races a year, uh, not all marathons, and then I just try and hit um, thirty six for sure. I've done thirty six races a year now for forty one consecutive years, um, and I and I just keep shooting at that number of sixty to plan and hopefully get thirty six plus. That is That's absolutely awesome. amazing. <laughs> Can you can like, you actually run in Minnesota this time of year, or the snowbanks, snowdrifts, kind of high? Uh, I did, I haven't done any January races. Usually, I'll pace like the Polar Dash or the the Securian Winter Carnival run. But I've been traveling so much during the weekends that I haven't been racing as much as Minnesota uh, the last probably twenty five years. Probably since nineteen ninety three, my Minnesota races have probably dropped about ninety five percent. For obvious spoken, reasons, oh my God. spoken like a true Mid Midwesterner, right? Minnesota. Oh, yeah, and man. I, still, I still have eighty-eight yeah. marathons in Minnesota, so I think I'm in the top ten for Minnesota with marathons completed just in Minnesota. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, man! Amazing. Now, for folks that don't know, and I'll let uh, yeah, I couldn't possibly touch on all the all the history here. The 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 number of 50 states uh, and DC runs that, that Tom has done, the sheer number of overall uh, uh, events of marathon length and beyond. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind bottling as, as they said in the movies, but our relationship with Tom goes back to the very beginning of the, what was then the Thunder Road Marathon. And Tom was one of a handful of people that ran the in every one of the first 10 of those events and we've been in touch ever since and it's just like just following your story is just so inspiring not only from a personal standpoint but from your just 
dogged determination to to run all these races. And let me be very clear that Tom is not running these dang things for himself. Tom is almost every one of these races. You're pacing other people, right? Yeah, half of the races I do, I pace other people. In fact, I'd like to do all of them if I could. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. Now, and I'm not going to get you to, to to embarrass you, but you got to tell me the numbers for folks that don't know how many events. And like you said, you've been doing this for 40 plus years. How many events have you done all of them? 2,194 career races I've done and 1,029 I've paced. Gosh, it's absolutely incredible, dude. Not, absolutely. not 2,000, it's 2,194. Correct. Not oh 2,200. No. no, no, no. This is, this is all, this is some serious numbers, man. Serious numbers. Now, how did you get into running in the first place? And then I got to figure out how in the heck you decided that, you know what? I'm just going to start running all over the place, a la Forrest Gump style here. So start with, how did you get into the running in the first place? Well, you know, I ran a mile race in grade school, and my big mistake with that is that, I, you know, I read all the articles, you know, you need to do this, need to do that. Mm -hmm. So I went to Dairy Queen, you know, <laughs> got the blizzard, did that, that, or whatever it was back then, had it, and then by the second lap, I was puking that up by the second lap. So I finished my first race spilling my guts on the course. And then <laughs> after that, Two years of high school running and then after that i was just doing a race a month and then just kept going because the biking and then you know it was a marathon in 93 after my brother's wedding and i did that the next day you know that was that that was an experience of itself and then after that it was one marathon in 93 two in 94 three in 95 and then it just kept growing to where you know started becoming 40 a year oh my gosh you know, we talk about <laughs> And I've done a race every single month since April of 1976. So when I do my race on Saturday, that'll that'll mm -hmm. be my 539 consecutive months of doing a race. Oh my gosh! Wow! Yeah, two so months off for virtuals. For anyone that wants to get involved in running, the good news is you can start it off with a Dairy Queen blizzard and go from there. <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> yeah, right. And, and then we can get into French fries, which we talked about in a previous podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and French fries are good for you. And the doctor said you could have them. Correct. So well, I'm sure. To to eat French fries. <laughs> French fries. <laughs> everything in moderation. Right. That is awesome. So I, mm -hmm. I, the last time I saw you, Tom, uh, we were in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I was helping a friend of mine, uh, Thomas, who's up there as the race director now used to live here in Charlotte. And uh, I was up there just helping him out, trying to trying to get him through his first big race. And, uh, and you showed up. And uh, I, I jumped in and ran the 10k, you obviously ran the marathon. And you gave me a book uh, running past 50. And you said, Hey, I'm featured in here. And you signed it. And it was very kind of you to, to hand that 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 book to me. Um, tell me about the book and and what that meant to you. And um, where you've kind of gone from, from there. It was interesting. Cause when, when, when Amby, Amby Burfoot, who's, you know, the organizer of the 100,000 mm -hmm. mile club, and I'm a member of that. Um, so I, and I've actually never met Amby in the 37 years of knowing or communicating with him. We've never actually met. So that's on my bucket list, but Amby got me in 
we're going to run him past 50. So they started that book. And then I helped with a little bit of the history of the masters running and got him some of the runners that are profiled in the book. And then, and it was just a book that was about people to motivate them. Some kinds of stories. It was kind of interesting because that came before the pandemic. So it was the yeah. kind of motivational stories of people that are out there just doing normal things like myself or, you know, some of the ones that range in age from 50 to 102 are in the book. And we're just normal people. Yeah, obviously, a few like Jeff Galloway, a little more famous, Bart Yazzo, some of the more famous runners in the book. Um, but we're all just profiled in the book, telling our stories about why we run, why we run what makes us happy about running, that kind of stuff. Yeah, man, I'll tell you, dude, it's, you say other famous people, but it's like, come on, man. It's like you, you are, you have, you you're have amassed quite a few things. Yeah, you're in the book. I mean, come on, man. Give me yeah. a break here. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not a bragger and most runners, you know, most runners, especially runners who are, you know, of the giving type like yourself are not, are not braggadocious and, you know, so I, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time to even, you know, talk with us and, and tell a little bit of your story because I know that's not your way but but like I said uh incredible accomplishments but I do want to touch on some of the personal stuff as well it's like and as we said in the the intro and as as, as has been written many times in articles about you is you know as runners as athletes uh, of any ilk uh you, you kind of get to know your body you know when you're not having a good day or a great day and you know you're having and you know the converse of that too when you're having an awesome day and yeah. it's great when the awesome days happen to coincide with race days but uh you had you you had some days there where you were like hey man i'm not operating like i should be knowing myself can you tell us a little bit about that and about that process of discovery and then that process of of how you uh wound up with a treatment team that was as you said you know really on your side and how that's kind of you know been your story for the last little bit here well i was very fortunate because dr bergeson who's been my gp i mean i'm very fortunate to have a general physician who's been with me almost 37 and a half years so he straight out gets mm -hmm. me. He knows that I'm not just the type that's going to go have a surgery the next day and sit at home. I'm the type that has a surgery. And they tell me, oh, you can't run a marathon the day before your surgery, the day of, the day after. So they kind of lay it on the line that and you know, he I have does some, all you know, three restrictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying, oh, yeah, so, I mean, watch like, this. Okay. <laughs> Hold yeah. this. And it's like, yeah, correct. oh, man. Correct. Yeah, because when I had my AC. I mean, that was the big thing. You can't do running, you know, you're not going to run a marathon for, you know, six months and less than 31 days later, I was out there, you know, finishing the Oklahoma city marathon in 2005, you know, and I, and I only took one pain pill after the ACL surgery. So, I mean, I've had two pain pills in my entire life in 45 years through all my surgeries and everything. So uh, I'm a little different oh, in that regard, but the physician assistant, you know, he was a triathlete. So he understood that after I had the prostate surgery that I had to get a race in and preferably a marathon in July. So we had the, the surgery July 3rd. I was told I couldn't run for 10 days or, or exercise for 10 days. Mm -hmm. I did that. And then slowly, you know, a few days later, I, I did a marathon. And then I did another marathon that month. So, I mean, it was just slow recovery. And when I have a bad day, I know it right away in the morning. And I can tell when I get up, it's going to be a bad day. That's the mm -hmm. day when I sit at home and take an extra nap. I don't go and run. I know my body. I don't need to go out and run. I had never ran over nine miles in a training run until the pandemic this year, even when I did my first marathon and half, because every race for me 
was my train run. So if I did a marathon, I did halves to train for it. I did 25K. So I never did. I didn't even know what going past nine miles was in a training run until <laughs> last year. And it's like, I have to do a virtual run of 13 miles. What's that? Or 26. I'd never done it before. So I was oh my in that very group that had never done a long training run. Even though I've average was on, you know, five runs of, you know, six miles a day or seven miles a day. It wasn't anything. Oh, yeah, I'm going for a 14 mile or a 22 mile. I never joined my friends for that stuff. I had no interest in that. That's not me. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so I, I, I got to ask you, like I get I, I see people like you, not not only at races, um, but at conventions and stuff like that. Um, you know, the the the. 50 state crowd that is like, yeah, it, it's not just 50 states. This is my sixth time through 50 mm -hmm. states. Um, mm -hmm. th there's a handful of you and probably more than that, that, that are out there. And I know you guys see each other at races and there's kind of this probably tight knit group of however many, is there a person that you really enjoy seeing at the races that like, if it wasn't for those races, you probably wouldn't see each other, but because you run so many races, each of you, you end up bumping into them and, and they're an inspiration for you. You just like, every time I see that guy or gal, you know, I, I walk away feeling better than when I, than when I bumped into them. They're just, they're just an inspiration. Is, is there a person out there that inspires you? I think it's Steve and Paula Boone who created the 50 state club. Cause it was in, Nebraska in 2002 when I was there and I was sitting at a table uh, and five of the runners combined had over 2,500 marathons and that was back in 2002 before you know the 50 state club became big marathon maniacs all those clubs really hadn't existed until then and I was sitting at a table and they were all telling me okay this is a 50 state club we're going to run a marathon in all 50 states it was a break off in the 50 state in DC and it was then that I got my idea to run a you know, the 50 states, finish the 50 states, I'd do 10 a year on average and finish in 2007, mm -hmm. which is exactly what I did. And, and it was Steve Boone and Paula that gave me the motivation. I think I was the 317th person, whatever, to finish the, the 50 states and all that stuff. Um, and that was gave me the motion that I never had really an interest in doing it the second time. Then it was slowly doing the marathons that you start doing, a, you know, like, North Carolina, all these states that you get the second time, the third time through, and then before you know it, you know, I'm five-time finisher, 11 states left for my sixth, 25 left for my eighth. You know, my original goal is 14 times, 50 states. And if the, if I can do I can get it done. And, and my goal here is to be, you know, one of the faster ones in the 50-state club and all these clubs. I don't want to have average times. My average time for my 540 marathons is under 430, uh, which is a very respectable time for that many marathons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially since your training miles are nine milers. Correct, <laughs> right. and since the cancer, yeah, because my average time in the the average time in the marathon, when figured in, isn't been significantly slower. But I'm doing more trail runs and stuff. But even with the trail runs, I still want to have a base average under four thirty. So why wow. why fourteen times fifty states? Uh, it was just a number I came up with that's going to be, it would be very tough to duplicate. And I don't like 13 because I consider that a baker's dozen or an unlucky number. <laughs> so I figure 14 is a little tricky to get. So, and I already have eight oh, yeah. times, you know, North Carolina is one of them. So, you know, I'm slowly yeah. plugging along to get it. So what, um, wow. what, what is the record for most 50 state circuits 
Uh, Larry Macon, I think, has 28 times. 28? Yep. Good grief. Does, does he have a life outside of running? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's an attorney. He, uh, I think he's, uh, he's been, I th think uh, he's now at just under 2,200 lifetime marathons. Oh, wow. my goodness. Wow. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's Good a grief. Lot. Now, conversely, is there is there a story or a time where you know there there's kind of been an inspiration or a connection with someone that you've paced that, that you know, I remember pacing that person and, and it was whether it was their first marathon or they were trying to overcome something, a cancer diagnosis, whatever it was. Is there a story that you remember that has just always uh, inspired you from someone that you've paced? Uh, I think my, my most, my, 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 I have some really good memories. I have about a thousand groupies that follow me throughout the pace. You know, I have one lady that's, I paced in 19 states. I have a few others. Wow. My, my, my best story is when I paced Heather Ziegler, I, we didn't actually pace. We, we ran the Honolulu marathon, but we didn't run mm -hmm. it together. But at mile 11, she was struggling a little, and this was going to be her final state for a sub four. She needed Honolulu to finish her, her first time through sub 450 states. Mm -hmm. Met her at mile 11. She was struggling. She was already talking about, you know, when's my next marathon going to be in Hawaii so I can get a sub four. And I just started running with her. I told her, let's just run with me for a while. I kept telling her we're doing nine minute, nine, 10 minute miles. We're actually running 850s. And we got <laughs> up to mile nine. At mile 19, she goes, I don't think I can do it. And I said, Heather, all you got to do is 950s all the way in. You're going to finish under 359. And she left me and she finished, uh, I think it was 356 or something. Got her oh, that's awesome. finish. And, you know, that that's my favorite, one of my favorite running memories because it wasn't something, it just somebody who just, you had to change their mindset that was temporary. Mm -hmm. She was just in a temporary bad place that I just readjusted it. That's amazing, man. That's just so to, cool. To show you how uh, how uh, mental um, running right. can be, the, mm -hmm. the mental aspect of overcoming oh, yeah. and just saying, "Hey, I I can do this." Whether it's uh, you know one of the, the the most famous quotes that I remember is John Bingham, the the Penguin is, you know, the miracle isn't that I that I finished, it's that I started. And so so many of us just mm -hmm. need that, yeah. like if I can just get out the door and start. Uh, I, I, I know I can finish and I, I'm the same way too. The hardest part for me is getting out the door uh, in the morning to, to get that run going. And so just the, uh, the mental aspect of it is, is so important to us all. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Let me shift gears a little bit on you there, Tom. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, go ahead. Go ahead. You were going to say something there, but then I got a question for you. <laughs> Well, I think that's going to be the toughest thing for me because some of the days that I feel bad that I go to a race, I know one of these days, mm -hmm. and I know in my heart, I have 2,194 races. I've never had a DNF in my life. And that scares me because I know one of these days I'm going to wake wow. up and I'm going to get to a race and physically I'm not going to be able to finish it, especially if the yeah. cancer progresses and stuff. And I know when that day comes, it's going to be an incredibly sad day for me, but I don't fear it. I kind of look at it as a challenge, you know, when's it going to be 10 years from now, five years from now, you know, you know, I've never let cancer stop what I do. You know, it's going to be a hindrance. It's a speed bump. So, so bring it on cancer. I'm going to try and be the best I can. You are so hardcore, dude. I freaking love it, man. I love it, dude. And now 
Again, uh, this is what I'm going to say earlier. A slight switching of gears here. Yep. Uh, you and I, you and I correspond on the regular via text about where yep. you are over the weekend, and we also mm-hmm. talk regularly about the beers and craft breweries yep. that you visit. You have, yep. a, I mean, mm-hmm. you are quite the tourist as well. How many? I know the number, but for our audience here, how many different craft breweries have you visited at this point? Uh, 602 microbreweries throughout the U.S. I just have, uh, I don't count my th- times through. I'll be finishing my six times through the 50 states for microbrews as well. <laughs> I got 11 more states to finish my six time through, and I don't count it. I have to go to that state and go. So, and I only count it for the one visit. So, yeah. There you go, That's man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, because that is one of the things that, for good or for bad, probably would say most often for good that is associated with the, you know, the community and the camaraderie of the running experience is, you know, is sharing a cold one uh, after an event or a training run or in, or any of that space. And I think, I, I just think that's a cool little personal land yap that you've been able to, you know, fold that, that experience into this whole running experience. And I, and I'm always fascinated with, uh, when you share those menus at places and you and I kind of have the same tastes as it, re- as it relates to beer. So uh, I'm always, always interested to see what you come up with, but I got to know, tell us some of your favorite places along the way that you have said, you know what, this is a great spot for beer, whether it be the oh, state or the city or anything like that. There, I mean, Hills Farmstead, Hills, Hills Farmstead in Vermont is one of my favorites. I have mm-hmm. Trillia, Massachusetts, uh, Treehouse in Massachusetts. Um, yeah. There's, there's, and the thing is, is, there's so many different ones that are so yeah. phenomenal. Not a brewing in Charlotte. I mean, you look at some of the ones yeah. that are so, it, it's just, it's mind boggling. And then the big thing now is that so many now are changing or they've been bought out mm-hmm. by, you know, like Doghead Fish and uh, was it uh, Delaware, I think is now by Samuel Adams. So it's all the changes yep. that I've seen over the years and i can't even keep track of her ones that i go to in portland oregon because there's so many in that pearl district now that i go to that's now a different place or it's co-owned by somebody um the 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 microbeer scene is phenomenal but what's a little tough about me with the pandemic is a lot of these places i can't sit at the bar and talk to the 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 bartender i have to sit at a table away from them so i don't get the the stuff you know when did the brewery start what's your favorite beer what's your flagship I don't get that type of interaction now with the microbrews that I really missed. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all kind of missing the, uh, the interaction part of all of this, right? <laughs> Correct. Yes, totally. Yes. It's like, yes. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, now aside from discovering new beers along the way, uh, what mm-hmm. other amazing goals have you set for yourself for 2021? Uh, 2021, um, for me, it's going to be the number one goal I've, I've put every year since the cancer is to stay out of the hospital. I got by 2020 Solid. outside of a hospital stay. I don't want a hospital stay in 2021. Give me another surgery. Take out all the cancer you want. Take out the benign growth. Let me go in and out. I just don't want a hospital stay. Um, so that's my number one goal. Mm-hmm. Number, number two goal, keep my monthly streak of running going. I want it. I want to hit the 600 months, which will give me 50 years consecutive of doing a race a month. Uh, that's going to be huge for me if I can get that. And then slowly, I want to start working on, on a book that'll be 50 years of running and pacing. Um, I'm going to start that uh, soon, I hope. Fantastic. I want to get that done before I actually get sick. 
Um, it's just basically staying healthy and staying, you know, doing the things that I do every day. Um, um, and that's what I, that's what I want to do. It's, it's important to me to just live my life, yeah. even with the pandemic, as normal as I can. I still do my traveling. Uh, I still do everything yeah. I can do in a normal fashion. Yeah. Just different. God bless you, Tom. It's you're, you're such an inspiration to all of us. Um, you know, whether it's uh, facing the, the challenging news of a diagnosis or some other life-changing, altering event, um, is to persevere through it. And, and I admire you for that. You're an inspiration. Uh, we appreciate uh, all you've done for, for our marathon here in Charlotte, yeah. um, formerly Thunder Road, now the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. We hope to have you back. It's November 5th, uh, sorry, November 13th this year. Uh, and we would love to have you back as one of our pacers. And uh, it'd be great to see you again. So um, I, I hope 2021 is a healthy year for you and a successful year. And uh, to your point, uh, no hospital stays. Thank right you. On, my number one goal. So, yep. Exactly. I know you can, I know you're going to hit all those goals. <laughs> if, um, if folks yep, want to yep. get in touch with you, is there a, is there a Facebook page, uh, Instagram feed, any uh, email, any way that uh, you connect with people in the running community that you prefer? Yeah, they can just email me at T-M-P-E-R-R-I at Juno.com, J-U-N-O.com. Uh, that's the easiest way. And then just put in the subject line, Pacer Tom. Um, I get about a thousand emails a week on running and pacing and stuff. So I try and answer them. I spend one hour a day on running related stuff. Um, and that's wow. all I do per day. Get to it as fast as I can. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's gotta. That's gotta be. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, man. Remember, Fantastic. I, and I've never made a cent off of running. That's never been my goal with running. You know, even the. You know, that's never been for me. Running's always been about giving back and helping others and having fun yeah. while doing it. it. It's not about monetary gain for me or anything. It's just having fun and enjoying life. It's it's my way to get out and enjoy life. Well, God bless you. And thank right you for on, your brother. time and being a part of our podcast. Tom Perry oh. from uh, Minnesota. Um, he is also one of his goals is that uh, when uh, that summer will land on a weekend this year up there in Minnesota. Um, it, it's been a few years, but it's possible, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you never know. All right, Tom. Thanks right. for your time, buddy. We love you, awesome. guys. Take care. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Tom. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration for the November 16th Novon Health Charlotte Marathon, Half Marathon, Relay, 5K, and One Mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your host, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper, is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte released every week.